everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Games Cast. Once again, my name is Adam. And I'm Joe. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice today because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. Joe, good morning. Good morning, Adam. How are you this week? Same old, same old. That's good. It's, been, it's a nice weekend this week, though, so... Yeah, feeling yeah, pretty little, pretty chipper, upbeat. Yeah, a little warm, you know. The snow that we got this week is gone already, so that's good. You know, everything's everything's going well. We're we're heading headlong into spring. It's almost Yay. here. Come on, spring. Oh my god. I know. Can't wait. Um but yeah, this is our video game podcast where every week we talk about the news in Apparently video every games. week we start off talking about the weather. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the only other news that we have. Yeah. That's it's the weather. Because yeah. it's normally absolutely the coldest it's ever been possibly I and mean, yeah. it's not but like it just feels that way and hyperbole runs the world nowadays hmm. so um, but, but back to video games yeah but we always start every week after our weather talk with uh, what we've been playing so joe what did you play this week uh i, I okay so um we spent a lot of time talking well not a lot of time but we've, we've multiple times brought up the metal gear survive on this podcast and how it looks not all that great Correct. Yeah, yes. because it's it's a game that doesn't need to exist. It does not need to exist at Kojima's all. Kojima's gone. Yeah, like Metal Gear, it should be dead. Like and it, it it doesn't belong anywhere in the lore of Metal Gear. Like this doesn't deserve to have Metal Gear in its title. No, it's a weird, random zombie alternate dimension adventure game that has nothing to do with Metal Gear other than the game engine and the title. It's like you're not playing a snake or anything. No. Okay. No. Uh, I mean, you you didn't play Metal Gear Solid Five, but the like the plot is at the beginning of Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, their base is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like one of the kind of the opening you by know, zombies, of course. No, yes. it's, oh, it's, no. it's okay. destroyed by bombs. Oh, um, but the plot of this one is instead of being destroyed by bombs. Uh, it was actually sucked through a wormhole into an altered dimension. Sounds right. Yeah. And you're playing like the random soldiers that were stuck on the base while it was being destroyed. So they survived and they were sucked into the wormhole and now they have to fight like zombies to survive while trapped in an alternate dimension. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck any of that has to do with Metal Gear. <laughs> zero. I'm going to go with zero. Yeah. Metal Gear is pretty far out there in terms of like shit that happens in the game. Yeah, but it's not like zombies and alternate dimensions and yeah, shit like, like that. Like that's a step further than I and think. And everything that is usually very bizarre has a scientific explanation behind it. Like in Metal Gear Solid Well, I mean alternate dimensions and the zombies are based in real science, Joe. I, yeah. For you to assume otherwise is just ignorant. And I don't <laughs> want to have these kind of ignorant thoughts on our airwaves. So I stop am, you right there. I am so sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so I will know. check my non zombie privilege. Yeah. Yeah. The the views expressed by Joe are not <laughs> indicative of the Broken Clock podcast as we believe zombies is real science. Yeah. But I mean they had like ridiculous stuff. Like in Metagar Solid Two, there was a guy called Vamp who was a vampire. Again, and he was like Real Science. You know, bulletproof and he couldn't be killed and stuff like that. And the whole time you're kind of going like this guy's not really a vampire, is it? And then it just turns out it's like nanobots keeping them alive, blah, 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 blah. So there's always a, you know, a, a very futuristic sci-fi, but a scientific explanation behind yeah. all the weirdness of the games. Yeah. This one is straight sci. up like you're yeah. trapped in a wormhole alternate dimension with zombies. Okay. And so um, the beta was out this week. So yes, the beta comes out this week and uh, I, I downloaded it. I, I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> I downloaded it. I started it up. I was playing it by myself initially um and i 
played it for about 15 minutes and turned it off in disgust. <laughs> yeah, just because you're so like, I don't even want to know. Well, like I like played it. I like ran around. I went, what the fuck is happening in this game? I don't, it gives you zero training. Like there's no instructions or anything like that. It just drops you in. It just puts you right into the game. Well, it puts you right into like, first there's like a, a giant VR-esque room. It's just a giant white you know, like room yeah, like the with nothing in it. It's, or... Yeah, it's like the danger room or like the, the loading room from the Matrix where they yeah. like go and they're like, all right, make give us guns and then all the guns come flying in. Yeah. It's like that. And you're in that room. And it, yeah, there's a thing for like doing, you know, different stuff and there's one that's like pick a mission and go. And I'm like, all right, pick a mission, go. I had no explanation of what I was supposed to be doing. Did you skip over picking the training mission? No. Okay, just making sure. No, it just said, like, pick this mission and go. And I went, all right. It gave me three missions, a level 10 mission, a level 15 mission, a level 20 mission. And your character starts off at level 10 in the beta. So I went, all right, I guess I'll do the level 10 mission. I like how the beta probably, if it started you at level one, the first mission available would have been a training mission. But because it's like, no, we want to give them some stuff. We'll start them at level 10. Yeah. And then you you use zero training mission. Exactly. Yeah. So I start off and it's just like, it starts off and there's just a counter that says like, you have five minutes until the drilling starts. I'm like, what drilling? Where? (laughs) What? What am I doing? Yeah. You're at work on an oil rig. I'm like, okay, there's a, there's a, there's a, a marker over there. I guess I'm going to go to the marker and find out what happens. So I go and I see a couple zombies. I'm like, all right, I'll shoot the zombies and just sneak up, stab them, blah, 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 get to the marker. I'm like looking at it going like, all right, what am I supposed to do now? I still have three and a half minutes until it starts doing something. You were supposed to befriend those zombies you just shot. Damn it. You blew the mission. Just walk yeah. up, give them a high five. Yeah, they would have explained Whoa. everything to you with their like zombie talk. <laughs> they were they were the uh, NPCs that were supposed to tell me what was happening. Yeah, and you just killed them. Ah, damn it, savage. There's way too much freedom in this game. <laughs> um, Should be able to kill the NPCs. Yeah. So and then there's like a you know a couple little not bases but like uh, crafting stations and yep. stuff. And I'm like going up to the crafting stations and I like click on it and it's like you can't make anything because you have no none of these supplies. I'm like, all right, where do I get these supplies? What am I supposed to fucking be doing? So eventually I just kind of went like, uh, I figured out that you can go up to this thing and activate the drill or it'll automatically start in five minutes. Uh, you got the five five minutes basically prep time. And then I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. So I'm like kind of dick around trying to figure out what's, what's happening. And it says like, you know, three minutes. The This wave is three minutes long. I'm like, all right, uh, sure. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm like, kind of like poking around trying to figure it out, and that's when I realized there's a giant wave of zombies coming so along those style. lines. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's um not horde mode, but um tower defense. Oh, so you have to protect the drill. You have to protect the drill. Got I didn't it. know that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought the drill was a bad thing because it's like, yeah. hey, the drilling's gonna start. It's like, oh no, I better stop the drilling. <laughs> no, no, I'm supposed to be protecting the drill. Got it. Um, from a tower defense like zombie wave thing, but I didn't know I was supposed to be setting up defenses and stuff this whole time. Mm. That that like five minutes of prep time was supposed to be for preparing defenses to fight against the horde. So I just turn around, and I see fifty zombies running at me, and I'm like, oh fuck! Like yeah. I got eight bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can handle this. I got eight bullets and a machete. Uh, fuck! And I just get like murdered by the wave of zombies. And I just kind of went like, "All right, fuck this!" And I just turned it off. And yeah. I was like, oh, "I'm done. I'm done with this. Whatever." Uh, cut to later that night. My friend John texts me. He says, "What the hell is Metal Gear Survive?" Because <laughs> he saw you playing it. No, he just because on the like Xbox dashboard there was a big thing that said like download the Metal Gear Survive beta. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's like, "What the hell is Metal Gear Survive?" How did he miss that? Like it's. 
I mean, clearly like that it was coming. Li- yeah, clearly he must not listen to this podcast. So bad on bad on John. Yeah, and I don't think he's a Metal Gear fan, so oh, he probably right. just like sword over his head. Yeah, that makes so sense. So I told him like, like it's like four player Left for Dead Metal Gear, and he's yeah. like, "Well, that sounds cool." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> does it though?" <clears throat> Uh, he's like, oh, I'm downloading it anyways. Like, I'll let you know when I'm done, and we'll play it. And yeah. I'm like, all right, okay, okay, cool, whatever. I'll I'll give it another shot with yeah. a, with a friend. That's fair. Yeah. So it, it loads up there. He, you know, a couple of, like an hour later, he tells me, all right, to finish downloading. I load it up. We start playing. I'm kind of like, I go in going like, oh, this is gonna be fucking dumb. Um, and we start playing, but at least now I have like an understanding. Mm-hmm. So, like, it starts up, and I'm like, okay, I know we got to go there. I know we got five minutes to get ready for this wave. Yeah. Let's go down. Like, this is the point where we figure out, like, you know, I kept seeing, like, boxes and um, barrels and shit all over the place. Yep. I'm like, all right. So, if I smash these, they drop supplies. Because he, like, walked over to the barrel. It said, like, this barrel has is made of 10 iron. Oh, okay. So I like smash the barrel and it only drops like four iron. So I, this is probably Layers. something where like if you get something better, you know, to smash it with, yeah, it, you get the the full amount of supplies. And it's the same thing. I'm like smashing the wood and shit like that, and or boxes, and I'm getting wood. And I go to the crafting station. Now that I have supplies, I'm like, okay, now we can make barriers and shit like that. So I'm kind of figuring it out. And um, like now that I'm figuring it out, I'm starting to enjoy it a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. And the fact that I'm playing with somebody, and we've talked yeah. before about how a bad game instantly becomes a lot more fun when you have someone to play it with, yeah. well, like if there's co-op added to it. So now I'm actually, that I have a bit of an understanding of what I'm doing. I'm starting to enjoy it a little bit more. Okay. Um, and, and like we, you know, we set up all the stuff and the, you know, the zombies come and we're like, all right, now like blah, 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 we're getting all prepared where, you know, I'm figuring out how to make Molotov cocktails and I'm chucking them around and stuff like that. But eventually the, all the zombies like bust through and they get to the thing to destroy the drill. And we're like, you know, okay, like now that we both have an understanding of what's going on, yeah. let's give it another try. The only thing is that every time you do stuff, it carries over into the next time you try and do it oh, really? so like all the everything has like durability so all of your clothing and your weapons like that had durability so now we're sitting there going like all right now my machete is at like 75 percent at the start of the like the, the next time we yeah. try and play it and the my armor four bullets yeah. you're naked yeah and, <laughs> and like you also have like a food and a hunger and uh you know a hydration thing so like my guy is now thirsty and hungry and because of that he doesn't regain stamina as fast oh okay so but so like every time you do it and you fail it's like harder the next time you do it because you're all fucked up this time yeah but you know i figure out like okay so i'm like poking around i'm in the the, like the the white room training area thing uh or like loading area thing and i'm like poking around at stuff now i'm like actually trying to inspect everything so i'm you know fiddling around with boxes that are there and i'm like okay this box over here has you know, extra food and extra supplies and blueprints. And if you go over here to this icon over here, you can activate it and then makes benches appear for you to like repair your weapons and like start preparing traps and stuff. So now I'm figuring out how to make like claymores and all this, you know, this and that. And I figured out how to make, uh, uh, that like the clothing that you equip has different effects. So, it, there was a very, very steep learning curve of figuring out the game. And I've never spent like a game going, both of us basically the whole time going like, oh. I mean, that sounds good, I though. I get this. Yeah. You know, 
and like eventually we figured out you could go to the over here and like level up your character. And if you level up your character, you get points that you can put into a skill tree. And you're doing and, all of this in the white room? Yeah. Huh. So that's like the prepping area before going to the mission. So eventually after we started actually figuring out how to play the game, yeah. it became a lot more fun. Okay. Yeah. So I, we really were starting to enjoy it. Like now our characters are leveled up. We're unlocking new attacks. You know, we're figuring out how to equip different weapons. It's just the fact that there was nothing that told us how to do it. It took us a very long time to figure out how to like change our weapons and everything in Metal Gear is usually pretty complex of how to do things. So there was just a lot of us going like, what the, f like, all right, I can see in this box that I have a sledgehammer, but I can't figure out how to equip the sledgehammer. Yeah. Was, oh, you have to do like this roundabout thing where like you go to this thing, you take it out of the box, you go to this thing, you unequip the other weapon, then you equip the, this weapon, blah, 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 blah. So it still carries over that complexity of doing things for Metal Gear. Yeah. Just doesn't tell you how to do it. Yeah. And like, and it, even Metal Gear Solid Five wasn't. It didn't use the same exact like loadout of Metal Gear Solid Five, which you think it would, considering it's technically a spinoff of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it's, 5. it's to an extent like a direct spinoff of Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, so that would be weird to not take over the same mechanics and same controls and things like that. Like yeah. I understand you have to change some things because it's a different type of game, but like basics of weapon switching should probably carry over. Yeah, seems the most logical. Yeah, so ultimately we did end up having a lot of fun playing Metal Gear okay. Solid Five, uh, mainly just you know because of the co-op. If I was playing it by myself, I probably would have. Well, I did try playing it by myself. Yeah. I hated it, but even I didn't give it the time to even figure stuff out. Yeah. Do you think you could have fun with it if you went back and tried to play it again by yourself? Now that you know how to do all these new things, um, probably. Uh, and it seems like your character, you know, levels up and carries over. So now I'd be going in level 16 with like a fully upgraded sledgehammer and yeah. stuff. Um, the, uh, the only, so we, we had fun. Like yeah. it's, it's not, you know, it, once you know what you're doing, it's pretty fun. Now my problem is I don't know exactly what the game still is. It seems like it's just that, isn't it? Isn't it just, well, here's the thing. Is there a story? There, there is a story mode. There's a single player campaign. Okay. Um, but in terms of the co-op that we were doing, it was pretty much just playing that one mission, the the defend the drill mission. Well, because did you level up to level fifteen and level twenty to do those level fifteen, level twenty missions? I got to level sixteen. John got to level fifteen. We were gonna do the level fifteen one, but it was like three o'clock in the morning, and we we're like, all right, we'll we'll try it again tomorrow. So yeah. we're gonna play it again uh, later tonight. Oh, okay. Um, to, you know, to, to try the other missions, but the other missions were also the same. They were protect protect the drill mission. Oh, they're still protect. It's just a harder version. Of yeah, protect and it was the in a different area also. Oh, so okay. it said like you know, protect the drill in this area. Protect the drill in this area was the next one. If that's all there is to the multiplayer, that's it's going to get, get old really fast. Yeah, it's gonna get there was repetitive. nothing that indicated that there was any variety to the multiplayer. Uh, it was just like if it was one thing where it was like open world and you could go around doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And like finding missions to do and different things to do. Like, you know, if you're wandering the open world and you see a drill and you're like, hey, let's go activate that drill, yeah, do the thing, the drill. defend it, get the supplies out of it. Yeah. Because every time you did it, you were like earning energy that you could like put towards leveling up your character. Got it. Um, in, instead, it was just instanced, like, you do this, you have five minutes to do this mission, yeah. like, then you're done. Well, I wonder if that's just for the beta purposes. It like, might have just been for the beta purposes, but there's no indication that it's anything other. Yeah, they so, haven't put out a lot of information about the game at all. Like, yeah. So now I'm sitting here going, like, do I want to spend 60 bucks on this? Is it a $60 game? 
It might be 40. I was, I, I thought it was a 40. Maybe, I could understand it more if it was a 40 than a 60. If it's 40, okay. But still at that point, even then, I'm like, all right, this is fun for now. But this is going to be really fucking boring after like three days of playing. Yeah. You know, if, if it's just the, these types of missions over and over again with not a lot of exploration in between. Yeah. Because if I'm going to be buying this, I'm going to be buying this for the multiplayer aspect. It's being Absolutely. pitched as a four-player co-op game. Yeah. And if the four-player co-op game is just the same shit over and over again, if it's just nothing but tower defense yeah. missions, like in different locations, sure, it may be varying difficulties. Yeah. But if it's still just... Different drill bits. Who knows? Yeah. If it's still just that shit over and over again, I'm going to be fucking so bored of it very, very quickly. Yeah. This seems like a game where you're going to, A, have to wait for reviews... B, you're going to have to see how well it sells because I, I have a feeling. I mean, I don't know how much the beta may or may not have changed people's minds, but based on the fact that it's called Metal Gear something and not a Metal Gear game in the slightest, that people are not going to buy this. Like, they know about the well, Capcom. To, to an extent, a Konami. Or Konami, yeah. yeah. Uh, to an extent, like, people played and loved Metal Gear Rising. Which was a Metal Gear game that wasn't a Metal Gear game. Yeah, but that at least had a character from a Metal a Gear A recognizable game. character. Yeah, that people liked when he Riding, was in, yeah. Yeah, in the previous Metal Gear game. So I understand that. But like, this has nothing. This is just soldiers and bases and zombies. Like, Nothing in anything I've seen from this game gives me any Metal Gear vibe other than the title at the top of the box. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that they make references to like Diamond Dogs, his, his uh, PMC organization. Cool. Like, I don't... I, I just think that the diehards and the people who know about Metal Gear and like Metal Gear are going to be like, uh, no, you guys like screwed Kojima. You kicked him out. You guys suck. Yeah. And a We're lot of people are. That's a major thing also. Because I am a, like a big Metal Gear fan. Like I played every Metal Gear game. Yeah. Um, Right up to. Or I, I played like all the Metal Gear games. And I was very much, you know, up until this point where I played the beta, I was like, I'm not going to buy this on principle because yeah. of like what they did to Kojima. Exactly. So I'm wondering if you can't just wait a couple months and get it super cheap. Probably. But I don't know. We'll see. Oh, well, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm sure even the Metal Gear games drop down super cheap really fast. I mean, nowadays you can go and get like the complete edition of Metal Gear Solid 5 for 20 bucks. I think I got it for free within the first like year from PlayStation Plus. Oh, yeah. I got it free from... Uh, uh, games with gold also, yeah. or at least the the other one. What the was Phantom the other? Pain? No, no, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Ground Zeroes. Ground Zeroes. Yeah, yeah, I got both for free from PlayStation Plus. <clears throat> yeah, so um, it's not like it's yeah, not going to be easy to get at that point. No, but this might be w well worth it <laughs> to pick up for twenty bucks. Yeah, I'm sure. And even like now that you like reminded me that I do think it's forty bucks. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like I, at that point, I was like, "Oh, forty bucks? Eh, that's yeah. not, you know, maybe I'll get that. I don't know." Especially if you buy it physically with discounts and things like that, you know. Yeah, good point. So I don't know; it might be worth it. Seems like you had a good time with it. Yeah, it, like it's you all know, for for the like the two hours that we played it, we were yeah. like, "This is fun." <clears throat> you know, after five hours, I don't know if that's yeah. going to be fun anymore. Yeah, it's true, and it's entirely predicated on you know. Johnny buying it or Skip buying it or like somebody else that you know purchasing the same game. Yeah. Um, I mean, John also had like a lot of fun with it too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll, like I said, we're going to try it again tonight. Maybe by the end of tonight, we're going to be like, all right, fuck it. Like, we'll buy it. You yeah. Know, 40 bucks, like when minus it come discounts. Out? It comes out this year, right? Like, uh, it January? comes out next month. Oh, next month. I think February. the 6th of next month. Okay. So oh, yeah. Pretty, so pretty soon. soon. Yeah. All right, cool. Did you play anything else this week? Uh, just more uh, Breath of the Wild. Still plowing through that, trying to uh, beat all the shrines right now. Oh, nice. I think I got 96 of them done. Ooh. I don't know how many more, like how many total there are. 120? 
Yeah. Say? Well, they added a bunch more with the DLC oh, that's as true. well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of threw me off. I, I don't know. There is a. I was on uh, Amazon and I noticed that there's a like a complete guide coming out. So it's like the extended strategy guide that has yeah. all the DLC stuff in it as well. Did you ever get your crazy book that you ordered? Not you yet. Order, like a coffee table book or something? Yeah, it's not out yet. Oh, it's not out yet. Yeah. Okay. The, Are you gonna get the super deluxe strategy guide? Oh wait, no, I did get the the giant strategy guide. I did get that. Oh okay. They they did release a strategy guide that was like fucking yeah, like two and a half feet tall or. Something and like I remember that. when we talked about you're like yeah, it's not coming out for months, and I just completely forgot. And I don't think I ever saw that you got it. Yeah, yeah, I did eventually end up getting that. Nice. I don't know where that is. Are you gonna get I'm the super new it. deluxe one with all the DLC and stuff? Yeah, just because I have all of the strategy yeah. guides. Yeah, you gotta do it. Yeah. Nice. At this point, I'm like in for a penny, in for a pound. Is that yeah. the saying? Yep. Okay. Yeah, good. You got it. Yeah. Yay. Um, I didn't really play anything this week. I played more in WWE, and I hate it, but I still keep playing it. <laughs> I just... I, I bought it, and I I don't think I've even put it in my console to install it yet. I, um, I've i been playing... I kind of bought it just because like, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm a WWE fan. Yeah, might as well. I might as well get it. Like, um, add it to the collection because I have all the other ones that come out, like that have come out in the last five years. Yeah. I, um, I, you know, I'm playing through the, my player thing just cause I like, that's the mode I like the most, but God, is it an awful, awful mode? Like the problems that I had with it at the beginning where the, the way the character reacts with facial animations and poses is still just like, no matter how I'll be like, I'm going to murder that kid. And like, you know, make orphans of his children. And he's just like, hey, hey, yeah, I'm super cocky. Yeah. Uh, but like the face doesn't match anything. And like before it used to be, you go into the week of shows and you just you hop in and you have your match and that's it. Like now you start out in the parking lot and you have to run through the arena to find the production guy. And then he tells you to go find a guy to beat up. So then you run back through and it's just this awful waste of time. And then when it's all said and done, you've done everything that you can for the week. It's like, all right, now go back to the parking lot and talk to the parking attendant and tell him you want to go home and he'll get your car. Just, no. You had to stay. Well, like, if you stay, there's nothing to do. You just walk up to random superstars and they'll be like, hey, I like what you did out there this week. Or like, hey, you better watch your back because I'm gunning for you. And like, that's that's it. And so there's no point to having any of this backstage stuff. It doesn't matter. It's just stupid. But I'm playing it anyway because I, I like the game and I, you know, I don't know. It's just a thing to kill time. And then mm-hmm. I played a little bit of Fortnite. I didn't get to play after the update this week um, that added new areas to the map. So I want to go back and do that. But, like, it came out, I think, on Thursday and I was gone all weekend. So. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually get a chance to play that, but I will. Um, I've been like, I got a couple friends into playing it, so maybe we'll do some duos or some squads or something and try it out. But yeah, I mean, that game's still fun. It seems like more and more people are playing it, uh, which is great. I think the the people played PUBG on Xbox and it was super broken, and they're like, no, I like Fortnite better anyway. So I, I see more people talking about it, and I don't know, I'm still having fun. Yeah, about it. like. I'm legit surprised by how much I see people talking about Fortnite, yeah. especially after PUBG came out like on consoles. Yeah, I thought and it seems like it. I mean, I don't think it's outpacing PUBG at all, just because no. PUBG is being sold purely on like the name yeah. and the recognition that it's gotten from I mean, you know it's good. all the but Twitch streamers and blah blah blah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I played it, like it. It is fun, but I do legit see like a lot more people 
more jazzed, I would say, for Fortnite. Like, yeah. it seems like people are having more fun with Fortnite. I think the building is really what makes people super mm. into it. Like, the fact that you have the building tools and the things like that make it a lot. And, like, the cartoony nature of it just makes it an easier thing to just jump in and jump out of. Yeah, it's hard for me to determine exactly which one I do enjoy more. Because, you're right, I do enjoy the aesthetic of Fortnite more. But I like how... Uh, like PUBG has the vehicles I know. and uh, I like the customizations of uh, PUBG, like just how, you know, different armor and stuff and how you can uh, put attachments on all the guns, you know? Yeah. It's really realistic. cool to be going around like, okay, I found this really cool rifle. Also, I found this awesome scope. Also, I found the extended mags. Also, I found the, the angled grip that makes me aim faster. Yeah. There's more to it. Yeah. There's more depth. Yeah. Yeah, but so, I mean, they're just going to sit side by side. People are going to have their preferences, and both games are going to grow over time anyway. Like, yeah. obviously, Fortnite and PUBG, only, at least on console, only have the one map still. Um, you know, Fortnite did just add new areas to their map, so there's more, like, uh, centralized, like, depots, I guess. With yeah, the they added, like, and cities things. and stuff. Yeah, um, to help spread people out a little bit more, but also, you know, give people the opportunity to, like, find more weapons and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see how those games look once I get a chance to play uh, in that update. And then, you know, I'm sure we'll get a bigger map in their next big update that maybe they'll add vehicles because they double the map size. I believe they vehicles. said that they're not adding vehicles. Oh, they're not ever going to add vehicles? Yeah. Okay. Somebody asked them, like, are you guys adding vehicles? And they said no. Yeah. I mean, that'll help them also stand out because they, you know, I think they're forging their own path and they don't want to necessarily be thought of just as the PUBG clone. Uh, yeah. Which is good. Something, I would like to see something that does, to an extent, speed it up. Like... Yeah. You know, if not vehicles, like maybe launch pads that like shoot you to other portions of the map or something like that, or like can launch you up so you can use the glider to travel like yeah farther distances. Yeah, because there are too many times where like I don't see a person until it's in the like the final twenty. Yeah, like, I just don't see. I don't hear anybody. I don't see anybody. Mm -hmm. Like it's just I'm wandering around. Like going, all right, I'll go towards the circle. All right, I'll go towards the circle again. And then there's twenty people after. I'm like, oh, finally, I see a guy and. Let me go try to attack him. So. Yeah, it's the same same with PUBG, but at least at that point, like you know, I can find a jeep and just kind of like cruise around. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like you can go driving, try to run somebody down. In mm. Fortnite, you're just running or mm. walking, however you know you want to get around. But yeah, no, a jump pad thing would be kind of cool, and you'd have to risk, you know, deploying the glider and, and then being just, like, sniped floating. out of the sky. Exactly, which would be fun to snipe people out of the sky. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would like something like that too. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, but that's really all I played this week, which means we're going to jump right into the news. Um, it, there's not a lot of like big news items, but there is one big thing from this week, and it was a surprise at the beginning of the week when Nintendo teased on Tuesday, Wednesday, that they were going to unveil a new way to play that would be great for kids of all ages and adults. I'm who a kid young, of all ages. Exactly. And adults who are young at heart. And so all day there was rampant speculation about what does this mean? What is Nintendo going to reveal? Dumb people were like, it's Smash Brothers. Like, that's not that's a new, not a way, new to, way to play. That's not a new way to play. You're really thinking about this the wrong way. Is it? Is it a new uh, new type of Joy-Con? Yeah. What is it? Is it a new Joy-Con attachment? Is it a new pro controller of sorts? Is it an arcade stick that's been Nintendoized? Is it or some sort of like? VR attachment? You know that you strap your uh, your Switch tablet to your face. Yeah. Well, you know which we had heard rumors of and things like that. Although I think they did come out this week or last week and say like they're not doing any kind of VR. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. 
yeah, they, they affirmed the, 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 to yeah. VR. Um, so all day, rampant speculation. The Twitterverse was a buzz with people wondering and hoping that it was actually going to be something new and fun. And then at five o'clock Eastern time, well, it's certainly something new. <laughs> we got something entirely new that we've never seen before uh, from Nintendo or anybody else, really. And that is Nintendo Labo. Now, Joe, what is Nintendo Labo? It's cardboard. It is. I mean, if we're just going to say it, it's it's cardboard. Yeah. 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 Straight up Nintendo is selling us cardboard now. Yeah. I uh, That trailer started and I was like, oh, what is this? Like all the, it was these like big square mats on a conveyor belt. And I was like, oh, is this some kind of like new amiibo, like hollow chest kind of thing? Like you could put an amiibo down and it'll. AR or uh, ARG or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Like, is this an augmented reality thing? Is this uh, like. Is this a thing where it's like the NFC, there's an NFC reader in the board and you're putting oh. the Amiibo down and it's like that then translates to the game. It's like a board game mixed with a video game. Like that'd be that a cool be new pretty way. Cool. To, that's what now I thought you, when I saw that. You said that. That sounds dope as fuck. That's what I thought when I saw the board on the thing. And, then, and they're like cutting out the shapes or like not cutting out, but they're they're putting marking shapes on it. Yeah, there's it all kinds stuff. of weird shapes on it. I was like, oh, is this some kind of like battlefield that I can move the Amiibos around? Like that could be cool. Like what is this? And then I just see like a, a cardboard piano which like that cardboard piano looks really cool yeah um, I, I was legit when that thing came up i was like well at first i wasn't sure if what i was seeing was what i was seeing yeah like i was seeing somebody build a cardboard piano and then start playing the cardboard piano yeah and like at first i was like is this what is this a fully functioning piano made of cardboard how is this how is this happening? Yeah. Like, is this just, you know, is, is there a piano game coming out and this is just like a, you know, a joke thing that they're showing as part of the commercial? Yeah. And the next thing you know, it's they're going to announce. Five? Yeah, like, they're going to announce Rock Band 5 yeah. for the Switch that has a piano, like, attachment something. Yeah, Piano it. Hero. And they're just saying, like, oh, look, it's almost kind of cute. Like, there's a cardboard piano, but there's the real piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a straight up cardboard piano. Um, so Nintendo Labo is basically, it is two games as of right now, uh, yes. both of which are kits that come with uh, the ability to build things out of these cardboard templates. And Nintendo will give you everything to build them, um, all the cardboard that you need, it's templated out, it's uh, like you just pop it out of the like holder and then yeah. get to building. There's a variety pack, which lets you build the house, lets you build the piano. And the, ho- the house looks to be some like some sort of... Um uh, bop it style thing. Yeah, like there's there's, so, there's different like buttons and aspects to it, and it looks like it's the kind of thing where like you know you you hit it on the side and it makes the you know it shakes stuff around inside the house. So you put your Nintendo Switch tablet inside the front of the house. Yeah, and you can see inside the house at that point. Yeah, of the physical cardboard house, yeah. and then you can do stuff to interact with the inside of the house. Yeah, you can build uh, motorcycle handlebars, which then you can rev. Like the the Joy Cons slide into the side of the handlebars, you can rev it, and there's some. And there kind was a of, there was a pedal also, wasn't there? I think the pedal might be included. That could have been a separate thing. I'm not like they didn't really give too much of like a description of every piece of the thing. Yes. Um, what else was there? There, there was, was the, the crawly rod. droid 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 thing. Yep, uh, the fishing rod. Oh yeah, you uh, you can fish, and it's like attached to the Joy-Con, um, and I think that was it for the variety pack. Uh, it was the piano, the, uh, the house, the house, the drone thingy, yeah, uh, the fishing rod, and there was that little like cardboard man that you could make fall over. Yeah, I don't know what that. I don't was. know what that was. Yeah, um, so that's the variety pack, and then there's the way cooler sounding pack, at least to me, which is the robot pack, which is basically you build a cardboard backpack 
that has strings coming out of it that you attach that to your hands. That was complex and, as hell looking. Yeah, you attach it to your hands and your legs, and then you, and your head. Yeah, and your head, and it, that part even looked like VR because you slot a Joy-Con like into the headpiece, and then you're just walking around, and the the switch is docked in this game. Um, so you're watching on the TV and you're stomping around and what you do, the robot, the robot in does. the screen does. Yeah. So you're just running around like punching buildings and like breaking shit down. I'm like, that looked really cool. Yeah. I, I have no idea how that worked. No. I mean, you'll have to figure it out when you build I figured it. out how the piano works. Yeah. The, they, they said the piano works because it's the, the Joy-Con slides in and, and the, the sensor, IR sensor on that yeah. and the, and on the attached to the piano keys are silver pieces of paper. And when you pre- like to press a key, it moves the piece of paper or the silver reflective yeah, so the paper. Sensor knows which so key it knows is. which key is being moved. Yep. Which so is it genius. plays the appropriate note. Yeah, that's ingenious. Um, so yeah, so it's it's two different sets. Uh, the variety sets, I think, seventy bucks, and, and the robot the, sets eighty bucks. Yes, they're coming out four twenty, which means everyone's just going to be getting high and playing with cardboard. Which Okay, I mean, it didn't really change plans for the day other than I'm going to play with cardboard. No, (laughs) it means you're going to have a lot of incredibly misshapen, lopsided pianos. Yeah, (laughs) just slanted. I don't get it. Like, I just started folding shit and it didn't turn into a piano. Yeah, so I mean, they definitely got us with a new way to play. Uh, People were then mad that they got it wrong because they thought Smash Brothers, which, like I said, it was dumb if you thought that. And there were also just a lot of people shitting on it. They're like, I don't want to buy cardboard. This is fucking stupid. It it is very easy to shit on it initially. Yeah, okay, but then... (laughs) From from the ludicrous of the thing, because all of a sudden, somebody's coming at you saying, like, buy this $80 cardboard. Well, there's a game attached to it. Yes. Like, a lot of people had the initial, like, because the internet is filled with nothing but snark. Exactly. So, it was nothing but, like, memes and people, like, making ridiculous... Don't get me wrong. The memes are great. Oh, yeah. The memes are fantastic. But, like, everyone's initial, like, instinct is to instantly go into, like, how can I be as douchey as possible about this? Yeah, well, because that's what gets you the clicks and the likes and the thing. Like, I'm not going to pretend, like, on our own Twitter account, at Broken Clock Pots, uh, I didn't put up a gif of, like... The cardboard wars that people have where it's like giant tanks made of cardboard and everyone's wearing armor. And I was like, yeah, look at the new eSport. Like, it's pretty great. The the Labo (laughs) eSport. So I'm not going to pretend like I didn't do that. But I don't think I hate it as much as some of the people that had initial hate Yeah, me neither. But all right. So, Joe, what do you think about Nintendo Labo? Uh, I am impressed by the ingenuity of Nintendo. Same. Um, I guess papercraft and cardboardcraft is huge in Japan regardless. Well, I mean, origami. Yeah, but like that's you know when I think of origami, I think like oh look, you made a crane out of paper. Yeah, but, like, but I mean, there's people that like take origami to the next level. Correct. Yeah, you know, and and this to me, and you're right. Like papercraft is a huge thing. Uh, I mean, even it's not nearly as popular here, but you still no, constantly Japan, see. Yeah, you still constantly see papercraft stuff here all the time yeah. as well. It's big in cosplays and stuff. People mm-hmm. holding armor out of cardboard and things. Yeah. Um. So, I, like, I was impressed by the ingenuity. The fact that I never thought. I would, I would have never thought of something like this in a no. million, billion years. No. I would just, have on 420, though. I'd be like, what if we had a game where we just like made a bunch of You're like of staring stuff. at your pile of cardboard boxes over yeah. there going like, I totally could make a robot suit out of that. Yeah, anyone who tells me in my office there's a bunch of cardboard boxes just from like different things that I've gotten shipped and just have yet to bring it out to the recycling bin. Anybody who says that it's messy, I'm be like, no, these are just my press kits for Labo, so get out of here. Yeah. It's work-related. Screw off. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was, I was definitely impressed by the ingenuity. Um, I'm certainly intrigued 
by what can come. I wasn't really sold by a lot of stuff that was out now. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just I can't picture myself making that robot suit and like wearing it around. <laughs> well, I really want to make the robot suit, but the problem is is that I am a fully grown adult and, and I don't kid know, size. And I don't know how adjustable the straps on the backpack are. Because yeah. like you have to wear the backpack and you have to attach the strings to your hands and feet. How long are the strings? How big is the backpack? Because I imagine. I well, I mean, I imagine you can just buy longer string if you need to. I guess. Yeah. And like just tape extra cardboard on to make it bigger for your like yeah. anything that you need. Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I, I can't really picture myself like playing that one. Um, I will say I was really the, the piano was the one that really made me kind of go like, oh, fuck, I want to give that a try. Yeah. It, I mean, it's something that like I'm sure I'll play for 15 minutes and go like, all right, that was fun. But honestly, like I wouldn't mind even having that like sitting on my shelf. Yeah, the cardboard I, I I collect a lot of weird accessories for video games. I have yeah. a big uh, collection of just bizarre accessories and like weird, uh, uh, you know, failed products. Yeah, like, you have I, a virtual love, boy. You have the power glove. I still have, have my uh, Tony Hawk rides uh, board. I have the, that the board and somewhere, somewhere in the house. I have like the Cabela's hunting guns and uh, stuff yep. like that. I just love all like the weird little accessories. Yeah. I have the uh, Resident Evil Four chainsaw controllers. Uh, I have the uh, the Dragon Quest PlayStation Two slime, slime controller. Yeah. Do so, you have now? Question side question: Do you have the Animusha sword controller? I do not have that. That one looks like cool. Yeah, you should get that one. Should I, that I should one try and find that one. I got the power glove. I have yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So having that like cardboard, you know, piano sitting there, I'd be like, yeah, this is my cardboard Nintendo piano. It's hey, cool, right? Yeah, I think that's a it's a pretty cool thing to have. So I'm I'm pretty much I can guarantee say that I will at least buy the variety pack. Okay. Mainly out of curiosity. Uh, and you know, fuck it. It looks like it could be pretty fun. Yeah, like I want to try it out of sheer curiosity. Because mm-hmm. I'm the same way, like I saw it and I was like, okay, that's pretty smart. Like yeah, that's I like I said, like you said, I would never have thought about that in a million years that, oh, what if we put the Joy-Con inside this cardboard box and it somehow turned the box into a real interactive thing? Yeah. Like regardless of what shape the box is in, whether it's a house, a you know, fishing rod, a motorcycle, a piano, whatever. Like I never would have thought about that. Um, how much fun someone like me will get out of it. I don't know. I'd probably play with it for a day or a weekend or I'd show other people be like, can you believe this? Like. That's crazy, but then I re- then I realized that like okay, this isn't just about me, which is a it's a hard thought for me to have that something isn't just about me, um, and I was like okay, this but this is great for anyone with kids, mm-hmm. like, and it's funny because I saw so many people going like oh, I can't believe like they're gonna sell this stuff to people with so it, no they're selling it to people with kids yeah like they're not everyone instantly kind of thought like how like this isn't for me so this is bad. It's like, no, it's not for you. It's for kids. Yeah. Like, like I this was, is all shit for kids. I was joking around with people like at work and I, I can't was, wait to show this to my nephew. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I, you know, I was talking about it with a couple of people who had all seen it and all three of the people that I was talking to about it with, none of us have kids. We're just like, yeah, it's like, what a weird thing. Like the cardboard and the house. I'm like, that's so weird. And then someone sitting next to, um, sitting next to us heard about it who has kids. And they're like, wait, what is this with kids and Nintendo? And, and so we showed them the trailer and they're like, wow, that's really cool. Mm. That is like, my kids would love that. Like, that is super cool. Like, I am now interested, like, I'm immediately interested in this. Like, even Skip said, he told me that he showed the the Labo trailer to some friends who have a 10-year-old kid. Um, and they were like, they were amazed that, that was the greatest thing ever and were likely going to buy the variety pack. Yeah. So, like, 
because you have to build these things, like what a fun evening activity where it's yeah. like, it's not just, all right, let's just sit down and play a co-op game. Cause that's not really like you're playing with your kids, but that's not necessarily the, the interactivity you necessarily want. Now you're going to get the kids to build things. You're going to get them thinking about building things. You're going to get them thinking about how stuff comes together. And like building stuff with your kids is fun. Like, you're going to create little engineers. Exactly. And so, you know, I think the piano they said takes like two hours to build. Like these aren't, Easy. I'm it, but like part of me just wants to put that piano together. Yeah, because like, you're a Lego cool. guy, you're a builder. Yeah. Like I love me like Legos and shit. Yeah. So like as soon as I spent last like, weekend putting the IKEA furniture together, and I felt very accomplished yeah, afterwards. Adult Legos, <laughs> IKEA furniture. Um, but yeah, like as soon as I thought like, oh yeah, this is for parents and kids, and this is gonna this is gonna do really well. Now you're gonna have to convince the parents that spending ten more dollars than a game is something that they're gonna want to do. And you're going to have to come out with enough of these over time to really get people invested in yeah. it. But I'm really interested to see what else is down the line. Yeah. Because like the robot one is cool. Like the house and the piano. But that's the thing. Like this is so ingenious. I can't even come up with a new thing that I would want to build out of cardboard that you could then interact with in like a meaningful way. Like I'm waiting for them to be like, here's a full sized car. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't, I mean, I don't think we'll get there quite there, but like there were some things in that trailer though, that I noticed weren't were, part of the game. Yeah. Something looked like a steering wheel that I saw. There was a steering wheel. Uh, there was um, a Bird? drum, a drum oh. kit. Oh, I didn't see the. There, there was, was a drum kit? not a drum. Oh, it's like a foot. It pedal. was the foot pedal yeah. for a drum. They were pushing it down, and it like the it hammer was, was hitting, over. flapping yep. over, and it looked like a drum kit. So I'm like, is there going to be a drum game Maybe. as well? Well, to go with the piano. True, you can uh, have a full five piece band. Um, there was the bird one where they were just like flapping a bird. Mm, yeah, uh, which I saw one reaction to it. So and it was, the and the one with the man falling down. Yeah. that didn't seem like that was part of the variety pack. I don't no. know what the point of that one was. It was just a cardboard cutout of a man, and then it fell over. Yeah, the bird one. Someone was like, "Wait, how else am I supposed to play my switch?" <laughs> <laughs> like flapping with the Joy Cons. It's so weird. But yeah, I it's gonna be great for kids. I'm a hundred percent intrigued by it and want to try it. I don't know if I'll necessarily go all in on it, but like. It's a cool idea, and we'll I'm at least going to give the variety pack. Like I said, I'm going to yeah. give that a try. It's and it's cool because it's like it's taking the like the really crappy Wii accessories of like look, it's a fishing rod and look, it's a tennis racket, but like they're just plastic and they don't do anything. Like now you're building them, and while the cardboard doesn't do anything in the game, it's now giving you something to build to then do in the game. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you built your crappy Wii accessory and then used it in the game, you'd probably enjoy it more. Um, so, and the variety pack comes with so many different things that like for 10 bucks on top of a normal game, like granted, I don't know how much, like how far those games will take you in terms of like how long will you play them and things like that. That's at least, that seems worth it. Yeah. I mean, it seems more in depth than one, two switch was. Yeah. In terms of like gameplay design. Yeah, because I mean, you know it's another thing. People were pretty down on the price, and we were too. We were shit posting that like in a text, you know, message to ourselves. We're like eighty bucks for cardboard. Yeah, but yeah, we're also you got to take into consideration that they are coming with the games. Yeah, the games do to an extent. At least the the variety pack is a tantamount to just like a bunch of tech demos. But like I said, they're they looked more involved than one two switch was, and I paid sixty bucks for that. Yeah, so now I could pay seventy bucks and get you know at least the cardboard stuff to have something to do for $10 more. Yeah. It's yeah. It seems like a worthwhile thing, even though like the sticker shock initially is like, okay, wait, cardboard boxes, $80. Come on now. Yeah. But and it does come with the templates to make more of them because 
I mean, if you got gonna, kids, they're probably going to wear through that cardboard pretty quickly. Or, you know, some, the dog's going to eat part of it or like, you know, it's going to fall off a shelf and someone's going to step on it. Like stuff's going to happen because it's made of cardboard. So it's good that you don't have to then go spend another 10 or $20 to buy the same kit or again. Or pay, yeah, 80 bucks to buy the whole kit again when yeah. you can just get, you know, a, a cardboard box you got from Amazon and cut yeah. out the pieces you need and repair it what i'd really like to see from this is something where and i think tyler had put this in our group chat about what he thought it was initially before the trailer ended was like something where you can create your own things and then like they'll template it out or something like that'd be really cool if you could build a thing where it's like look at all these game ideas what could you build to fit within that world and like you can design it somehow and like they'll print it and send it to you or like they'll unfold your design in a way that can be built like something where the kids can the fact that it's called ideas. labo yeah does make it sound like you're creating stuff well like technically you are creating you're creating but you're cardboard. creating from whole cloth like yeah. you're coming out you know that's where i'd like to see this go where like the kids can get on like the game and be like, okay, what do I want to build? And then you can order the sets or whatever, like giving the kids that ability to take this a step further is where I'd ultimately like to see this go. But as a first idea being thrown out there, I think this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, let us know what you thought about Labo. Obviously, memes aside, like what are your actual thoughts on the thing itself? Uh, let us know on Twitter or Facebook at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, but Joe says he'll be buying the variety pack. Which will you be playing? Either way, we're going to let you know what we think of the variety pack In coming four months. Four twenty. Um, but no, three months. Three months. Three, just please. Three months. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for the biggest story of the week, which means we're going to move right into the lightning round, not lightning round. Uh, we're going to start things off with a new game from an old franchise, Lightning Round. Joe, are you excited for a new Scribblenauts? No, not really. Really? Did yeah. you not like the old Scribblenauts games? I mean, they were fun, but uh, it was one of those things where they put out so many of them so fast. I enjoyed the they uh, got Super They got like, old pretty quickly. The the DC superheroes one was really good. Yeah, that was. I mean, was it really any good, or was it just the fact that it was like nostalgic? Well, I mean, you're like I, Batman, yay! I liked the um, like I liked the Scribble Knots games to an extent beforehand, um, and so once you added superheroes into it, I was I was pretty on board with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this new one is called Scribble Knots Showdown, uh, and this has like you know battles and four player and like multi like just multiplayer and stuff like that. So I'm intrigued by the new way in which they're taking the, the multiplayer aspect does seem interesting. Yeah. It, was this for the 3ds or was it for the Switch? Uh, no, I think it's on like uh, big boy consoles. Oh, consoles, uh, um, PlayStation uh, and Xbox. See. I believe so. Yes, because weren't the only one other ones like only on the DS because you had to type it out on the touchpad? Yeah. So this is uh, out March sixth. Let's see. So there's party modes, uh, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PS4. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't know that. I everything. thought it was just for the Switch and the DS. Uh, no. It's on all the uh, all the consoles. So regardless of what you have, you can still play it. But yeah, the uh, the showdown aspect and like the party mode style uh, of it is something that I'm like, all right, this is a new way to take it, and I'm always up for like taking franchises in a new direction. So because the other games never really had that. Uh, I mean, I never got too in depth with any of them. I played them here and there, but. Um, this one at least looks intriguing. It's something new as opposed to just like, look, it's more scribble knots. Remember that from seven years ago? Yeah, I bet you don't. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm totally down for this. Yeah, the multiplayer aspect does sound pretty interesting. I'd like to, like, you know, what more ridiculous thing can you come up with to fight the other person's ridiculous thing? Yeah. You know, 
if yeah. you're like Cthulhu with a laser versus like Robo Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the dictionary in these games are always like crazy big. So it can get pretty inventive if you like coming up with different things to combat other people's ridiculous things, like you said. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll give it a world March 6th. Hmm. Uh, lightning round. So this one's more up Joe's alley because, Joe, there is a rumor that there is a new Xbox Elite controller coming. Are you interested in that? Mm, not really, because all right, I have an I have an Xbox Elite controller. I bought the Elite system. There was like a point where it came with like a one terabyte solid state hard drive. Yep. Um, that came with an Elite controller. I, I bought that. Um, a hundred and fifty bucks for a controller is, is a hell of a fucking steep uh yeah price point. Yep. I would never buy the controller itself by that. Just I bought it because it came with the console I was buying. Yeah. Um, and the problem with the Elite controller is it wasn't really all that durable. It had you know because there were so much aspects to it. I feel like I wore it down really fast because yeah. before too long, like I was having problems where you know the. The, the sticks didn't react the way I wanted to. You know, I'd be like, why is he not turning left? You know, I'd have to like flip it multiple times. And also like the grip on it started to wear down really fast to the point where now the rubber padding that's on the controller is like completely peeled off and sticking up. And it's like now uncomfortable to hold because of that. Yeah. And that's not a thing you and want. It, yeah. Either. Especially if it's a $150 fucking controller. Yeah. And that's like, and especially if the Xbox is your primary gaming machine, like that's mm-hmm. not what you want the controller that you play all of your games with to start doing. Yeah. Um, I, eventually I had to downgrade to just the regular controller that my system came with because oh I started God. having a problem with the, the, the elite one. You poor, poor man. I know. How, how do you deal? I don't know. It's like, I cry myself to sleep every night because of it. Oh my God. We're going to start a candlelight vigil for you. Yeah. Start up a fund. Yeah. So this new one, I'm like, if they can, if it's. Fixing the problems I had with the other one? Well, let me tell you what it does do based on these reports. Um, So the person claims that the person who leaked these images and said this is coming uh, claims that this will include USB-C for charging, which is good. I like USB-C. It's good. Faster charging, right? Faster charging. uh, It's, you know, it's reversible. So it doesn't really matter with like how you put it in. What direction you put it in. Yeah. Um, It's what the switch uses. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to have Bluetooth support for Windows 10. So if you then want to game on your PC. Which is nice. uh, yeah, but I mean, you have a Mac, so it doesn't really work uh, for you. Well, Bluetooth connects to anything, doesn't it? Yeah, but this specifically says like for Windows 10, so I don't know if it's just like, I don't know if you can then connect it to a Mac or something like that. I'm sure you can easily download a program. That yeah, will allow someone it. will come up with some kind of like fake driver for it, I'm yeah. sure. Um, so Bluetooth support for Windows 10, three level hair trigger locks, uh, which means it'll be even more customizable how quickly or. Do you yeah. want it like a super loose quick spring or do yep. you want to have it like that that good pull to it? Yeah, longer key travel for the paddles, which means they'll stick out a little bit more towards the edge of the controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never a, use the paddles. And then a three profile switch, which is actually pretty good because that will give you the ability to, you know, map it out how you want. And then... So say if you're a big Call of Duty player, you can have your custom design Call of Duty loadout, loadout that you can switch to yep. between, say, your Forza loadout, which is like you have the, the softer springs for the better driving as yep. opposed to the harder pull to the triggers You know when you're playing Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that'll be um, that'll be the perfect... Uh, the perfect kind of thing for someone who like, cause I think if you're spending $150 on this elite controller that like chances are, you probably have a specific way in which you want to play these certain you, games that you play with. You have an elite way of playing. Ooh, mm-hmm. I see what you did there. I get the name now. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, you'll probably have one default for most games and then you'll have your two, like, this is my, these are the two hardcore games that I play that I need special loadouts for. You need your Metal Gear Survive loadout. Exactly. Um, so it looks like there's also going to be an adjustable tension mechanism for the thumbsticks, which will be good. Oh, that's cool. Um, that'll like give you the ability to change how easy or hard it is to move the sticks around, uh, which is pretty good. Cause that'll give you like, that'll give you kind of, I think the like mouse level of control, mm. um, as opposed to just adjusting cursor speed. In yeah. The, I like that. The that's a nice game. touch. Yeah. Um, so let's see, uh, adjustable locks for the thumbsticks. There's also going to be some LEDs for like battery life or maybe like what profile thing that you're doing. Um, and then there's another one here that shows what appears to be newly designed grip sections. So therefore that would update the problem that you have with the grip that sucks. So, well, is it new updated texture to the grip or are they not going to peel off because that was a very common problem with a lot of people. I went to forums saying like, is there a way to like fix these? Because not only do they peel off, they like expand as they peel off. So you can't then glue them back down No, without creating bubbles or weird things like that. Um, And a lot of people were having the same problem I was having. I mean, I would assume that in early leak pictures, you're not going to be able to tell if it's going to wear off or not. Yeah. But maybe if it looks like a better better glue, please. Yeah. Maybe if it just like, maybe if it feels better to the person who's holding the prototype or whatever, they're like, okay, this is probably not going to pull off because it doesn't have that. It's not nearly as like mushy as the other ones were. So that maybe gives me the indication. I don't know, but it could just be new texture that they're talking about. But either way, it seems like they're making significant upgrades to this. Whether or not people go out and spend another $150 on another controller. Yeah, I still can't picture myself. I have a hard enough time like justifying buying a new $60 controller, yeah, let same. alone a $150 controller. Um, but yeah, so that like that's not official. So there's no indication that it's definitely coming. But if, at least from the rumors and things that we saw this week, it looks like it is to be coming probably sometime uh, within the year um, to coincide with you know whatever new games they come out with. Speaking of which, lightning round, we talked a couple weeks ago about some new rumored franchises making their return to the Xbox, one of which is the Fable franchise, which this week got even more uh, rumors from it this time. Uh, Not only does it seem like it is definitely in development, but it's being developed by the makers of Forza Horizon. Uh, Is that correct, Joe? Yeah, so it's being made by Playground Games. Well, it's being rumored to being made by Playground Games. Um, I'm very interested to see how. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, like, what else uh, is from a studio done? that primi- primarily makes like racing games is now going to be making a, a fantasy RPG uh, open world adventure game. I mean, the Forza games, the Forza Horizon games are open world driving games. Yeah. So at least they know how to make open world aspects. But it's a very, very different design well it's one of those things where uh and i'll use this example because i guess this was the catalyst for fable even coming back it's like how gorilla only really made first person shooters and then came and made horizon which was a fantastic open world rpg um so it's going from linear shooting to open world rpg you know they're making a step now from open world racing to open still think like a car game to an rpg is an even bigger step than that well yeah because you're taking vehicles and now you're adding people and yeah. So like that's obviously a big well in like combat and magic and yeah no giant monsters. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy transition. It'll definitely be one we have to keep our eye on. Um, but yeah, I guess the the word was is that Xbox saw what PlayStation was able to do with 
Horizon and was like, okay, that's Fable is our thing. That's yeah. like that. And we they did confirm like the other Fable games to an extent were open world, whereas like you can start from point A and walk to point B and then yeah. back and like kind of go around. But they were more um, like core. There was like this corridor to area connects to this corridor to area. Yeah. To it was more linear, areas. but yeah. still had an open world feel. Like you were constricted in what you could do. Yeah. But it still made it feel like you weren't constricted. Yeah. You, you could still like, I'm going to walk to this town, but like you were kind of following a path to that town. Yeah. A mapped out path. Yeah. So pseudo that open branched world. off into other areas you could go to. Yeah. Uh, to see like an actually fully open, like fully realized open world fail game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for that. And I know, at least I know that uh, Playground makes quality games because I do really like the Forza Horizon games. So... I'd be very interested to see what they can do. Yeah, I I am too. Um, you know, like I was never really played the Fable games, but you know, anytime there's a new like anytime a franchise comes back and is given new life, like I want to see what that's like yeah. because I know people that are Fable diehards, and I want us to I want them to have their game updated and brought back and something that they can jump in and enjoy the lore again. Yeah. It's how I felt about like. Halo 4, because like Halo 3 got stale. Like it was, it was fine. Like it wasn't a bad game per se, but it wasn't like Halo 1 or 2 where it was like these fantastic, awesome things. It, it, it didn't update enough. And then when they started making Halo 4 and it was a new studio and they seemed to be really engaged in the lore and like the Halo books and they were bringing all that kind of stuff in, I was really excited for people who love Halo and love that world to like get this new updated version of it. So I'm all for people who are big fans of Fable getting a new Fable game. As long as it's good, I would hate for them to get a bad game. Yeah. Um, there's always that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, we'll see. Like, you're a big Forza Horizon fan. You're. I, I don't remember in the last couple of weeks when we were talking about it. Are you a Fable fan, or were you a Fable fan? Uh, yeah, like yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like you said. Like Fable Three got pretty stale, and it was the kind of thing where like it, they did feel. I mean, like most games, the second one was the best one, yeah. and then they like started kind of spinning off and doing like weirder things, like the the connect game and that like four player for like four verse one. Yeah. One that they were doing the connect that ended up getting canceled. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is, yeah, I'm thinking like it's, it's long, it's been long enough. Yeah. And then, like playing breath of the wild, I can kind of see how breath of the wild could influence something like that. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's, it's not official yet though. Everything we've been seeing is giving more and more credence to the fact that it is real. We probably won't see it until E3. And then at that point, we probably won't get it for at least another year or two. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it probably won't be until either late 2019 or late 2020, I would think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, a lot of companies seem to now be um, changing their strategy in terms of revealing a game and then, like, delivering a game. I think they all want to take the Fallout 4 method of, like, at E3, here it is. It's also 90% done, and you'll see it soon. So who knows? Maybe this has just been under lock and key for long enough that they're ready to show it off soon, and then then they'll put it out not long after that. But, um, you know, the rumors are getting more fast and more furious. Uh, No pun intended for Horizon makers of the Fable game. So, um, But, yeah, that will do it for the Xbox portion. Lightning round. We're jumping into Sony stuff. And we've talked a lot about Amiibos, Joe, because you love Amiibos. Yes. How would you like some PlayStation Amiibos that don't interact with your games? Um, why? <laughs> exactly. Um, the reason being is Sony has unveiled a line of uh, figures that they are calling Totaku. 
I don't know what that means. Well, is, what does amiibo mean? Yeah, I don't know. But like, at least this like this seems like it might mean something because it seems like other Japanese words I've heard. Where like, yeah, it does seem like it. a word. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if it means anything or whatnot. But it's exclusively being sold through GameStop. Uh, they're being made by. Think I didn't Geek, know that I they guess. were exclusive. Through- GameStop. Exclusive to GameStop. And they are right now, I guess the first series is 10 figures, but they've only announced the first seven um, from what I understand. And they are just little highly detailed figurines on little bases that you can like connect to each other so you can put them all. And it's just, you know, big first party Sony characters as well as big third party characters that appeared and are um, in conjunction with Sony properties. Yeah, so we've Sony got exclusive stuff. So yeah. do you have the list of all of them? Uh, yes. Of uh, it is Parappa the Rappa. Of course. Uh, the Bloodborne Hunter. Okay. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Um, Hai Hachi from Tekken. Yep. Which he's appeared on other stuff, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, Not on I other would, consoles? I mean, I would assume Tekken's so. Tekken's been on other consoles. Yeah. But I mean, but when you think of PlayStation, I've like. Hihachi was also the, like the character you got in Soul Calibur when they did like each console gets their own version or whatever. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm, he's not like a PlayStation exclusive character. Well, neither is Crash Bandicoot. Well, that's true. Yeah, but they're just synonymous with, with PlayStation. PlayStation. I think yeah. that's what they were going for. Yeah, um, the Sock Boy from Little Big Planet. Sack Boy. Sack Boy. Yep. Uh, and he's adorable. I'll get him in any version that they come out with. And then, um, fuck, what's the game? Wipeout. The um, space racer is yeah. wipeout. Okay. Yeah, I, we were we were talking about it earlier, and we kept like naming every game that yeah. wasn't wipeout. Like it's F Zero. No, it's not that one. It's the other. No, it's not that one. Yeah, but yeah no. Wipeout. Yeah, uh, the, the wipeout ship. Yep. Or or a wipeout ship. Yep. I don't know if it's the wipe. Oh, and um, Kratos. I was gonna say there's yeah. one big one that you're missing, and that's yeah. Kratos. Kratos. Uh, Kratos from the new God of War. Correct. Not classic Kratos. Correct. Um, I mean, I don't know. They look cool. They're, you know, they're highly detailed figures. They're 10 bucks a piece. Uh, I'm not going to get any of them. I don't see the point. Yeah. Um, like, again, if you're going to, and like the boxes, when you see the pictures of the boxes, uh, they're Amiibo boxes. Yeah. Like I, like, I feel like it's almost to an extent a trap. Like, yeah, I feel like these are to like for the mom that like their kid says like, go buy me an Amiibo and they go to the store and they're like, this is an Amiibo, right? Bye. Yeah. And they're going to go home and their kid's going to go, what the hell is this? Yeah. It's not working with my Zeldas. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird thing where it's like, I don't know why you just don't go full bore. Like, and make them actually interact with the games in some yeah. way. Well, I understand what that games? like, yeah, I, I'm, you put it down and you get health and God of War. I don't know. Like off of what though? Like yeah, there's no, the uh, there's no NFC reader on anything. Maybe Bluetooth in some form or fashion where it's mm-hmm. like, it's got a Bluetooth thing in it and you can somehow connect to it. Or, you know, maybe it's got a micro USB slot that you can plug in or like, I just or hell, like, even like a code on the base. Yeah. Something like that where it's like, okay, if, if you're going to make an amiibo, like I know you don't have the built in technology into your controllers or to your console, but like, I don't know, give me something. Yeah. Otherwise, like, it's a figure, but it's not really anything to, to write home it. about. On the base, QR code on the yeah. bottom. Something scan you, that in. Yeah, you just yeah something like that. You with scan your place, it with your PlayStation, with your PlayStation Eye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, go that extra mile, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, they look cool. I think they look cooler than Amiibos just because they're like highly detailed. But I don't know. I, there's really no point to them. Ultimately, uh, like with these, when I look at them, for one thing, I'm a I'm a toy collector. Yeah. And I do collect amiibos and stuff, but for the most part, I don't like statues. Yeah, same. I mean, I have a couple, but... Yeah, Yeah, like, I have a lot of, you know, highly detailed, super expensive action figures. Yeah. got a whole bunch of them. Um, And there's a Bloodborne Hunter one coming out. 
being made by a company called Figma. Yeah, and you like the Figma figures. Yeah, because they're statues. like super highly detailed. They come with interchangeable parts, blah, 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 blah. I'd much rather spend the 60 bucks I'm spending on that than $10 on this. Yeah. Because at least then I can like pose it and I can set it up. You know, it's six inches instead of how big are these? These are only like. I think they're Amiibo size. Yeah. They're they're only like an inch to two inch tall. Yeah. Something like that. Let me see if I can find the exact dimensions. Like I would much rather just spend the money to buy a really cool Kratos figure. Action figure. And they make them. Like I've seen them. Yeah. They're coming out. There's a, there's one coming out. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, people love collectible stuff. I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to go crazy to buy these, collect them, like collect them. I don't think they're going to be anywhere near as huge as Amiibos. because no, because they don't do anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people won't buy, like, I collect a lot of Amiibos, but I buy them for the intention of them doing something with my game. Yeah, and even if like, they don't. If I'm buying a Zelda Amiibo, it's because I want to get a supply drop box in, you know, a, a chest with an exclusive piece of armor in it in The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, but even if you don't, like, you have a Nintendo shelf, so that fits perfectly with your Nintendo shelf. Like, you don't have a Sony shelf. So, I, I guess if you did, you'd be all over these, but... I have some figures. Yeah, but... but I mean, I, like I said, I'm getting that Bloodborne figure, and I have, like, you know, Metal Gear figures. Those are kind of technically almost, yeah, you know... Yeah, but that's not to the extent of the collectibles you have for Nintendo. Yeah, no, yeah. I got a million, like, Mario figures. I got a million yeah. Zelda figures. Exactly. So, I feel like even people who are Sony diehards, like, there aren't a ton of collectibles for Sony properties. Like, there's no yeah, Nathan Drake thing. figure. Like, I don't think. No, there are some. Really? Yeah, I think oh. Hot Toys has a Nathan Drake figure. Oh, okay. That would make sense then, yeah. Uh, but still, not to the extent that you see Nintendo-branded toys and, yeah. and collectibles and things no. like that. I mean, so. Nintendo has like full lines of their their things. Exactly. Um, so yeah, they are. I did look it up. They are four inches high. Or for our those European are, friends, 10 are, centimeters. Those are pretty big then. I think those are bigger than Amiibos. Um, yeah, I Amiibos guess Amiibos are only like an inch tall. Um, let's see. Oh, none of my Amiibos are in this room, so... Oh, well, I mean, like, compare them to the Disney Infinity figures that you have over there. Yeah, those, those are, are like, two, two inches. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you figure any of the normal action figures are six inches. Yeah. So, like, they're just a little bit shorter than that. So, yeah, they are a little bit bigger. Um, but, again, they're just collectibles. They're just there sitting on a shelf. I mean, if you're a PlayStation diehard, and I am, but I'm probably even not going to get these. So, um, but, yeah, they're, uh, they're coming out. I forget when, but they are exclusive to GameStop slash uh, ThinkGeek. So, yeah, the, the exclusive to GameStop, I thought was a big, I didn't know that part. So that's a pretty big surprise. Yeah. March 23rd is when those will be available. So you can get them on their website or in the store. And I'm sure they'll be pushing them in some form or fashion. Uh, lightning round. Now, Joe, this one is not up your alley whatsoever because I know you're a fan you don't of PlayStation. Know me. I do. You're a fan of PlayStation, correct? Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm I, a fan of any video games. That's true. Uh, but I know for a fact that you are a fan of the summer. Right, you're a big summer person, mm-hmm. and you love wearing sandals, which means you are anti sneakers. Yes, that is correct. Is it not? Yes. See, I was right. Sandals are so much better. So this next thing is not for you at all because you're not a sneakerhead. You're a sandalhead, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna start calling you a sandalhead. But uh, PlayStation, it's I, yeah, it's weird insult. It's fine. Uh, PlayStation has teamed up with uh, Nike Basketball and the basketball player Paul George of the... I am uh, also not a basketball. <laughs> not a basketball fan. Uh, Paul George of the Oklahoma City Thunder to debut uh, the PlayStation... The Paul George of the Oklahoma City Thunder? The Paul George of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, the PlayStation, I think they're called the PG2 Sneaker. Um, they are new sneakers that are there for the uh, Kicks diehards. Um, they are all themed up PlayStation. They've got like a Galaxy little like you know design on the bottom. The... 
the eyelets for the shoelaces are the colors of the like triangle, circle, X, and square. Um, the back of it has a code that you can exchange in the PlayStation Store for a special Paul George dynamic theme, which will probably be space-related, things like that. Uh, the tongue features both Paul George's logo and the PlayStation logo, both of which light up. Um, so you can have it either illuminated, off, or pulsing. So if you want your shoes to blink the symbols... If you want to be as obnoxious as possible... Yes. Oh, I mean, chances are shoes like this, people aren't really going to wear them. Although Paul George did wear them during at least warmups yesterday after they announced them for the game. That they yeah, played. well, he didn't have to pay for them. Um, yeah, no, exactly. But I don't know if he actually played in the game with them. I'd be interested if he did to see how he did, like how he played, if he was any better or worse. with Everybody, uh, they won just because the entire other team just kept getting distracted by the glowing shoes well, running no, down the court. Think, I don't think the glow would have been on. Um, but he definitely did. He definitely used them in warmups. Um, and most of the times people who buy these are sneaker collectors, like mm-hmm. sneaker heads as they're, uh, as they're called. Um, oh, and was so, that an actual term? Sneakerhead? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, I, we, we used to work at a mall and I was always amazed by uh, the, the amount of lines champs. that yeah. people would line up to buy sneakers. They would line up to get a ticket to get an option to buy like yeah sneakers. Yeah. And there'd be well, signs outside that's like, we've sold out of pre-orders. Like there is a limited number. You can stand in the standby line if you want to, but you're not guaranteed a shoe. Um, but yeah, I think people will display these. Like these aren't going to be things that you wear necessarily. These are going to be things that you put on a shelf with your other sneakers, or mm-hmm. if you've got a PlayStation shelf, you're going to put these on yeah, there. People collect weird things. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to begrudge anybody for collecting anything as long as it's not as long as it's a collectible and not like you know human hair or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so those are coming out. I don't know. I don't think they look that bad. You thought they looked utterly stupid. I, the the glowing logo seemed wholly unnecessary the, the well, glowing yeah. tongues that's dumb i didn't understand like the weird galaxy design i don't really attribute that to playstation at all maybe that's his thing i'd never heard of this guy beforehand yeah like i, don't I said i don't know i don't follow any team. basketball of any kind yeah he was a big player in indiana and then uh tried to form a super team in the the fact that like the code city. for the thing is on the back of the shoe is just like people are gonna be looking at it going like what's that code for yeah it, oh, it's my PlayStation theme code. Put it on the it's box. on my shoe. Yeah. yeah. Put it on Why the box. Why is it on the shoe? Put it on the bottom, honestly. Like, yeah. don't put it on the back. Like, and it's really obvious. It's obviously a barcode and has the whole code, like, written out. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But again, if you're just displaying these, you're not going to see the back. Yeah. You're going to see the side or you're going to see the front or whatever. So, um, but yeah, no PlayStation shoes. So if you're super diehard, when you go out to buy your Totaku figures, you can also wear or buy your shoes, Mm. uh, for PlayStation and Paul George, um, lightning round from a games perspective though, PlayStation, it seems that we have not confirmation, but a little bit more information about some games that are coming out in 2018 in terms of, they are definitely coming out in 2018 based on these reports. Yes. So, uh, they pretty much came out. Sony, uh, uh, and Insomniac uh, reaffirm, uh, reaffirmed that uh, Spider-Man would be coming out in 2018, which is not a surprise. I assumed that Spider-Man was going to be coming out in 2018. But they also reaffirmed that uh, Days Gone was going to be coming out in 2018. Now, that was the one I I'm, I'm, uh, was more surprised by. Well, not surprised by it, but I feel like we still have, don't get a lot of news about Days Gone. No, and I, I had no idea if this was you know a game that was just going to vanish at some point. Or anything like I, I wasn't expecting it to even be on 2018. No, I thought it was a 2019 game considering yeah. that we've already like God of War seems to be on track for 2018. That seems 
absolute. Um, Spider-Man, I figured, was 2018 because I think it was part of their like New Year's demo reel that they put out of like, look at what's excited, look, look what's coming out in 2018 for you to be excited for. Spider-Man was in that, so I figured Spider-Man was coming as well. Uh, but yeah, Days Gone, I thought was at least another year out. Maybe that yeah, they've the gave spring for Days Gone. They've given nothing in terms of any kind of information about when there was going to be a release up until this point. And they were just saying like, this is a game and we're making it. There was no dates attached to it whatsoever. No, up until now. So this is the first time we've gotten anything resembling a date. And yeah, like it's the kind of thing where they would put out and they'd be like, you know, you don't hear except for uh, trailers at E3. Yeah. You hear nothing about Days Gone. No, I think I don't even think they had anything at PSX, if I recall. Uh, like, no, I don't think they did. Well, the last PSX time the last time they showed year, anything so. was at E3 where they yeah. showed off that trailer. Um, so you hear nothing about the game usually. Yeah. And usually when it's like that, you just kind of assume like it's either a million years away yeah. or it's just something that like might just turn into vaporware and disappear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm tepidly excited for this game. Um, just I'm because I'm excited for it. Um, Sony Ben hasn't made anything in a while. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, I like Sam Witwer in games. Like he usually does a really good job of emoting and voice acting and motion capture and all that stuff. Um, I don't, motorcycle gangs and zombies aren't really in my forte. Like I wasn't a Sons of Anarchy fan, and you know me, I'm not a zombies guy. Yeah. Um. So combining the two is like that's not wowing me. But it seems open world, which seems a lot cooler. Um. I don't know. Yeah. Like I I need to see more from it. And like you said, we haven't we haven't seen a lot. Yeah. I mean, I was I, you know, to an extent, like I will say, I am a like I'm a big George Romero zombie movie fan. Yeah. It is the kind of thing where, like, I feel like zombies are incredibly played out at this point. Yeah. And they have been for a while. So I'm like, another zombie game? You know, yeah. blah. But I will say, if it's anything close to the trailers that they've shown. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks, looks good. Uh, you know, just that initial trailer that they showed off at E3, like, three fucking years ago or whatever it was. The one where it was just the giant wave of zombies and yeah. he's running around the... Uh, a woodmill like just being chased by a thousand zombies yeah. I was like alright that's pretty fucking cool like that looks like fun just the, the frantic nature of it yeah so you know if it's anything close to that you know that's could easily be bullshit like it, yeah. you could say like oh my god this is what it could be but you're just watching a pre-rendered cinematic and they're yeah. like the game's gonna be nothing like this why yeah, are we trying to tell everyone that's gonna be anything like this yeah, you'll never see a zombie yeah, you're wandering around, you see like yeah, it'll zombies. be like eight zombies at a time. You're like, oh wow, it's just yeah. another zombie game. I'm so overwhelmed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't so know. if it's anything close to that, I'm excited. All I know is is that if these are definitely 2018 games, they need to start putting these out because like, we don't have release dates for any of their big games. Yeah, God of War doesn't have a release date. Sony is being very, I don't know, weird about that. Yeah, maybe they just they maybe they don't want to delay them. Like so I can't believe waiting. that God of War doesn't have a release date yet because I think that's a spring game. Like yeah. I really thought that was a March game, and yeah, we're at, now at the end of January, so we need to start getting the ball. Because if you have, if you have, I think right now there's four tentpole games that they're coming out with this year, and it's God of War, Spider Man. Uh, Detroit and now Days Gone. Mm-hmm. You only have so much time to slot these out far enough away where they're not cannibalizing each other's sales because you don't want to put two of them out at the holiday time because yeah. then people are going to buy one or the other. Yeah. Like you're not necessarily going to buy both. So I feel like they need to go with well, almost I mean, that Nintendo approach that they did last year where it's like, all right, you've got a March game. Now you've got a, like a June game. Now yeah. you've got a September game. Put them, now put you've them got three a, months that apart. Yeah. But I mean, you also got to imagine that they do have very distinct uh, audience. Like I can't imagine that, the you know. Yeah, they are very different Like games. Detroit, uh, you know, Detroit, I, I couldn't really imagine being something that 
Well, I don't know. So, like, I mean, I can picture lots of people are going to want to buy God of War. Yeah. Lots of people are going to want to buy Spider-Man. Yep. Detroit is going to have a much nicher audience. True. But it's it's still, a like, a it's a big Sony exclu- exclusive. Yeah. And we don't really get a lot of Sony exclusives. Like, we haven't, we didn't get one last year. Not really big. Mm-hmm. There were some, but, like, not huge ones that people were super excited for. Yeah, well, it is a smaller audience that they're probably going to get. I, I still think they need to start putting these games out or at least start giving release dates. Because I, I want to get excited about something that's close and not the prospect of, like, what, next week you're just going to drop God of War? Like, I need to get anticipation. I need to reserve my copies and things like that. Um, uh, so, which is good that we're talking about this in God of War and release dates because they did at least come out and say there's a collector's edition for God of War, but not a release date? No. So what yeah. is in the collector's edition, Joe? Uh, so the they Sony came out and they said that there's a collector's edition for God of War called the Stonemason Edition. Yep, uh, it is going to be one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, it comes with a whole bunch of stuff. So with this, you're going to get a statue of Kratos and uh, Atreus. I guess is the name of his son. Oh, the kid. Yeah, yeah. It's a nine inch uh, statue uh, made out of stone. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so that's that's your Stone Mason edition right there. So you're getting uh, the statue, you're getting a steelbook case, um, you're getting a bunch of uh, little carvings made out of stone. Mm-hmm. So um, you're getting uh, a horse troll Holder Brother carvings, and uh, you're getting a stone ring as well, mm-hmm. the, the Stone Mason ring. You're also getting an exclusive uh, exclusive lithograph, uh, a cloth map. A uh, talking keychain. Okay. Is which, it Kratos is the talking keychain? No, it's um, Mimir's head. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. No idea. But it's a talking keychain. Uh, and then you're getting a whole bunch of DLC for the game as well. So you're getting the Defender of the Chosen Shield, which I'm assuming is some sort of DLC. Yeah. Some sort of <clears throat> Defender of some kind of shield. Well, like a story-based DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're also getting uh, several like armor sets. You're getting the Death Vow, uh, Death's Vow armor set. You're getting the Exiles Guardian Shield. You're getting an exclusive, or you're getting a, a digital comic book for the God of War comic by Dark Horse. Okay. Uh, a digital art book and a dynamic theme to go with your sneakers. Sweet. I'm just going to uh, put the barcode for that dynamic theme on my God of War theme sneakers. Yeah. Um, so uh, it does say here that the game is slated for March, though. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, but still, March, no, no could be, date in yeah, March. March could be March 1st or it could be, you know, the end of the month. It doesn't. I, yeah. I'm surprised that they're announcing collector's editions, but not release dates. Yeah. So 150 bucks, you get yourself a nice big heavy uh, stone statue and a whole bunch of content. I mean, uh, looking at the picture of it, a lot of the stuff does look pretty cool. The yeah. little carvings are all kind of neat. They're really interesting little collectibles. Um, I'm sure that the ring won't fit because anytime I've ever gotten a collector's edition ring from anything, they've never no. fit me in at all. Yeah, I got the... Uh, I don't know why, for some reason, if you're making stuff for gamers, uh, you always have to make everything as small as possible. We're not exactly known for being skinny people. That's no. not the stereotype for gamers. No. Huge hands. Yes. You know, we have huge hands. Um, so, I mean, it, it looks cool. Um, I don't know. 150 bucks is kind of steep. I, you know, I, like I said, I don't like statues, so I don't really know. It, you know, I always kind of have to stop and ask myself, like when you look at these kind of things. Yeah. So the game is 60 bucks. Yeah. If I'm just buying the game by itself. Correct. 
150 bucks for this stuff. Yeah. Would I want to pay $90. the extra $90 yeah. for this statue yeah, it's and the, these carvings and stuff? Yeah, it's the Broken Clock podcast. Do you want to buy the collector's test? Yeah. Yeah. I would not spend say. 90 bucks for all this stuff. I mean, I'd want to see how hefty that stone statue is. Like, It's a nine-inch stone statue. Yeah. Like, if it's a hefty thing, like, I mean... It sounds like a cool thing I'd want to have, though if it's super heavy, I don't know if I want to put it on any shelf with all my other stuff. Like <laughs> have just, it crushed through and smash everything yeah, on the way down. Yeah, that's a that's a ballsy choice. Um, it's got to go on the floor. Yeah. Hope it doesn't break through the floor. Ugh, I know. These are old this floors. This is an old house. Yeah, it's an old house, old floors. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really big into collector's editions usually. It kind of bums me out because I really want that steel book, but... You know, because I love. Yeah, I'm in the same. I'm I'm in the same boat when it comes to um, fighters. Fighters has a, 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 I think it's also a hundred fifty dollar collector edition that comes with a like Goku statue that I don't want, but it also is the only way to get the the tin. Yeah, and I'm like, I want that fucking tin. God damn it! It just looks so much cooler on the shelf. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, so that is the God of War Collector's Edition. It will be coming whenever the game does, though we still don't know. Probably, hopefully, March. March. But like again, we're at, we're almost at February, mm-hmm. and I feel like if we are almost at February, that a game that's coming out in March should probably have a date, or at least like a hint of a date, or we're gonna announce a date next week or something like something, as opposed to radio silence. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Lightning round, Joe. This one's up your alley, and this is regards to Dragon Ball Fighters. Hey, that game I just mentioned. Yes, um, and this is regarding loot boxes. Everyone's favorite video game uh, feature. Yeah, uh, every every Dragon Ball fan in the world sphincter uh, collectively <gasps> tightened up when they heard loot boxes are going to be in this game. Yep, because loot boxes. Everyone's kind favorite of a contentious, thing. contentious thing right Everybody now. loves them. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Everybody's yeah. favorite thing. Nobody hates them. Yeah. So it was announced that loot boxes were going to be in Dragon Ball Fighters. Everybody went like, oh, come on. Yeah. Luckily, it doesn't look like it's as bad as anything would actually take, you know, to consider. Uh, there are going to be loot boxes or in this, in this game, they're called capsules. Capsules is a fairly common theme throughout the Dragon Ball series. Yeah. Um, the thing with these ones is they're entirely in-game purchase. There's Oof. no, you know, handing over real-world currency to get them. As you play the game, you earn coins, and you, then you can use the coins to buy the capsules, and yeah. then, you, you know, you get various cosmetic stuff for your characters formed. So, you know, Relax. Rest, rest easy knowing that they're, you're not going to have to worry about, you know, somebody coming in with the super ultra attack, special move something or other with the game that yeah. they spent 50 bucks to, to buy as opposed to so are these like these aren't just cosmetic things for these are like move sets and armors and things well nobody knew what it was at first no but i'm saying like do yeah. we know what's in the loot boxes now they're just cosmetic stuff now. okay that's good. yeah they're yeah. avatar clothing accessories perfect yeah. yeah that's what loot boxes should be anyway mm-hmm. and the fact that you can only get them with in-game currency makes it all the much better yeah so i mean it's they're not the greatest mechanic in the world uh, I'm sure. It's kind of like at that point, I almost kind of say like, why even bother doing it at that point? Why like, make it randomized? Yeah. Why not just you know you earn coins and then you buy the stuff you want and suppose yeah. to having it be randomized. That yeah, that part doesn't. I wonder if it's a thing where it's like 
they were going to have loot. They were always going to have loot boxes. Loot boxes were built into the game. And then like everything blew up and they just said, let's just take that out. Get that out of here. Yeah. We can't take loot boxes out because we can't like put in a store. There's not enough time yeah. to like put in a clothing store in the game. So we'll leave loot boxes, but we'll take out the option to buy them with real money. Yeah. I bet you that's what it was. I'm sure. Um, which is good if that's the way that we're going and maybe companies will stop putting the loot boxes in because like, yeah, at that point, if you can only use in-game currency, just give me a clothing store where I can go buy the avatar clothes or the hair pieces or what Which is you. what you could do in uh, the last one, uh, Xenoverse 2. Yeah. Like there was just a shop that you could go and buy the stuff you wanted as opposed to hoping it randomly drops in a box. Yeah. Um, now, Joe, <clears throat> you had no- notorious trouble last week with trying to play in the Dragon Ball Fighters beta. Did you get a chance to play at all? Uh, I tried it again. I ran into the exact same problem. I sat in the lobby, waited, got put into zero games. Yeah. So... That was at the initial one. This was the last day of the first uh, beta. Yep. Um, so I was kind of hoping, like, okay, the beta's been going on for three days now. I tried it, like, right off the bat, like, the minute the beta launched, yep. and I couldn't get anything. So I said, well, I'll wait until, like, the end of the last day, and hopefully it'll be fixed by then. Yeah. Nope, still couldn't get into it at all. Um, and then the, they extended the beta, and then extend it. They, like, opened it up again a couple days later, yep. and I just didn't bother. I just said, eh, fuck it. Like, I mean, you're going to get the game anyway. I'm going to get the game anyways, yeah. so whatever. Well, I've I already was- I already bought it. Like, I already pre-ordered yeah. it. Yeah, I, I just wanted to see if you had gotten a chance to play it or not. No. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, what comes out next Friday or two? Friday, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a bummer that you didn't get to play in the beta or anything. Yeah. But, um, all right, lightning round, and this will uh, do it for the lightning round. We have one last thing, and that was a new Tomb Raider trailer for the movie The Tomb Raider, not the next Tomb Raider game, which is coming sometime in 2018. Yes. Um, but what did you think, Joe? What did you think of this new Tomb Raider trailer? It showed off more of the story a little bit. Um but looks like a Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I will uh, commend them for the, uh, the like the accuracy to the game. Like, yeah. it, this, I mean, this looks like the game. Yeah, it looks it, like that rebooted like yeah, Rise of Tomb, the Tomb Raider. Raider. No, Tomb Raider was just Rise of the Tomb Raider is a sequel to oh, that's Tomb right. Raider. Yeah, it was just Tomb Raider. That's yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, it looks straight up like I, I will condemn them for being incredibly faithful to the game. You're gonna condemn them. Commend them. Yeah. Okay. I was like, damn, dude. Yeah. I know you How dare original. you? Yeah. I want an original story. God damn it. No, no. I will co- commend them there for uh, being incredibly faithful to it. Yeah. It looked like the part where she's jumping off the boat looks like it's right out of the trailer for the, the game. And I mean, there are some scenes that are straight up like taken directly from the game. Like the scene of her in the... Uh, in the plane on the waterfall yeah. where she's laying in the the gunner cockpit, like the glass cockpit, and she has to grab the backpack as the glass shatters and she falls through. That's straight out of the game. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's pretty cool. Like, it's nice to see that stuff being directly translated. Um, I mean, I'm not too jazzed for this movie. Yeah, like, well, just the track record of video game movies doesn't, like, give credence. I mean, to it's not even that. I it. was just kind of like, all right, like... I feel like I've done it already. <laughs> like I played this game. Yeah. Like you know, it, it's very weird because I'm like, good on them for making it look very much like the game. I'd rather play the game. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> like my stance about this movie since I saw the first trailer was okay. They did a really good job making it look like a Tomb Raider movie, and this this one showed off a little bit more of like the puzzle solving and the actual Tomb. Raider. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff that's different from this. Like I mean, the the general plot of it is completely different. In the game, she wasn't going out to find her missing father. 
she was just going with her friends to like explore this stuff. Yeah. And like there's different characters like in the movie it's just it looks like it's just her and a guy. Yeah. go. Whereas in the the game it was like her and a crew of a boat you know with a bunch of different people going. Yeah. I think something might have happened to the rest of the crew of the boat. Well, they're like the rest of the crew of the boat is in the game as well. Yeah. Like you're you meet like you're trying to reunite with all your friends on the thing. Yeah. And yeah, no, like it looks like a Tomb Raider movie, and I think they're doing a good job of showing you that yes, there is tomb raiding in this, and there's puzzles and you know trap booby traps and all that stuff. And they haven't shown off too many of those things, which is good because I want to be surprised by what crazy traps are in there. Like, don't show me all those in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not it's a good movie, though, will remain to be seen. Like, I am more intrigued because it looks like a Tomb Raider movie as opposed to just like, oh, that doesn't even look like it belongs with the name Tomb Raider. It's like the Metal Metal Gear Survive of Tomb Raider movies. It doesn't look anything like it. Um, but just because it looks like that doesn't mean it's going to be a good movie. Like dialogue could be really clunky. The action could be lame. There could only be one like one set piece of traps and tombs and things like. So yeah. I don't know. But I never watched the Angelina Jolie ones. Same. Yeah. I don't like so, Angelina Jolie. Well, I mean, I also didn't like the original Tomb Raider games. Oh, okay. So, like, I liked the rebooted games. I yeah. think the rebooted the reboot games are great. really great. Yeah. I didn't like the original ones. And I didn't really, I, like, yeah, I don't really like Angelina Jolie. I didn't really care about seeing those movies. Um, there's there's a fine line with these games where, or when you try and do, like, a movie based on a game where you have to worry about, like, going too far one direction or the other. Yeah. Like I said, this one, I look at it and I'm like, this looks incredibly faithful to the game, but that makes me think, why would I just, why wouldn't I just rather play the game as yeah. opposed to watching a movie based off of it? But then you also have to worry about going like too far in the opposite, opposite direction where you make, you know, like the Mario Brothers movie where you just kind of throw yeah. everything out the window and you make something completely weird and bizarre. And yeah. you're like, this is nothing like the game. I don't want to watch this at all. Well, the good thing is, is that at least with the movie, it's like it'll be a two hour experience as opposed to the game, which is what, like 10 hours probably. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a small truncated version of it. Granted, you know, if it's identical to the game, yeah, you'd probably rather play the game. But if it's a good movie and the dialogue's good and the acting's good, like I'm all for it. Hmm. I want video game movies to stop being shit. Yeah. Like I am more excited for this than I was for Assassin's Creed. And mm. I have the same amount of Ugh, love for was, both franchises, that was, that was bad. which is not that much, yeah. but like it, that one didn't even look that great. No, like they didn't really get the look and feel of Assassin's Creed, right? Because they tried to do too much of their own thing. Yeah. That's so, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if you go too far, you know, it's, it's almost an extent where like they didn't go Mario brothers level of far, but yeah. like they, they, were so off on their own path that it didn't really fit with what you'd expect to see. Yeah, so they, they changed right. way too much to yeah. an extent. So it's the kind of thing where, like, I I understand that you got to do the origin story. Yeah, that, and that's, that's this fine. is the origin story, and the the reboot of the game was the origin story also. But this is the origin story of this movie versus yeah. Lara so like, I understand that they're doing that, and I'm actually more interested to see the sequel to this movie. Yeah, when they can take that character. The already like the now established Laura Croft character, even though you know she's established across blah 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 many games. Yeah. But like I said, this is the origin story one. I'd like to see them take that character and do something new. Yeah. So then that's the thing where it's like you. I'm saying you like walk that fine line because say they announced that they wanted to make a new Tomb Raider movie series, and then they do something completely, completely new and has nothing to do with the games at all. Yeah. You know, can you take that? Uh, can you? Say it's the kind of thing where they're like, okay, we're gonna make a movie based off these new this these new games, the yeah. the new reboot Tomb Raider stuff. Yeah. But then they say you have to play the games to understand what the movie is. No, that would be bad. Yeah. 
So I don't know. It's like, yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the tough part about making video game movies, and that's why I think they've been so bad up until this point. Um, but I don't know. It seems like it seems like they're doing a good job so far. But the movie could just be bad and clunky, and yeah. could have pacing problems and all kinds of things that derail it's hard to judge movies. By a trailer. Yeah, exactly. I've it's, watched plenty of trailers. They're like, that looks really good, and then you watch the movie, and you're like, the pacing in this is awful. Yeah, they just it's a bad movie, but a good idea. So this at least looks like it's a good idea and it's being done well. Whether that translates into a good movie, we'll have to see. But the trailers haven't dissuaded me the way that like. The Warcraft trailer didn't get me excited about the Warcraft movie. The Assassin's Creed trailer didn't get me excited about the Assassin's Creed movie. This one at least hasn't, like, it doesn't make me more excited, but it hasn't made me go, oh, screw this movie. I'm not seeing it. Yeah. Like, it hasn't turned me off to it. I'm at the exact same level of, like, all right, I guess it could be good that I am before I saw a trailer for any of those other movies where I was like, I'm Assassin's Creed movie with Michael Fassbender. I guess it could be good. And then I saw a trailer. I was like, oh, yeah, it's oh, yeah that's terrible. Good. Yeah. It didn't dissuade me from wanting to see it. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. I think is all. All I can hope for in a video game movie trailer is that it doesn't turn me off to seeing the movie. Like, if it gets me excited for the movie, great. Like, if there's a God of War trailer and it looks fantastic, then all right, yeah, I'm I'm down. Let's do this. If it or it could be like, nope, that looks like shit. Not seeing it. Don't care. Um, this is right in the middle of that. So, I mean, good for them, I guess. We'll see this summer when it comes out. And I like Alicia Vikander and uh, Walton Goggins is is good and stuff. So I've never heard of that girl. What was she, what was she in? <sighs> don't remember now mm. but like i've seen her in things i've been like oh yeah she wasn't bad mm. um oh she was in the one where uh she was the i think she was the wife in the one where um what's his face eddie redmayne wanted to be a girl i think oh the danish the danish, the danish girl yeah, danish yeah, yeah. Girl? she yeah. was in that she was the okay. wife she was good in that so um so yeah that's gonna do it then for the lightning round and for this episode of the broken clock podcast games cast uh remember this comes out every monday morning at 9 a.m on google play itunes podbean and stitcher also remember that we are both on twitter and facebook at broken clock pods uh so let us know what you thought of the tomb raider trailer if you're excited about labo if you're gonna collect all of the totaku figures uh or whatever else in the world of video games that you were excited about are you about. buying those sneakers uh, yeah are you buying the sneakers or are you gonna wait in line to buy the sneakers did you pre-order the sneakers are they pre-orderable? I don't know. Um, do you hate Joe because he's a fan of sandals? Either way. Sandals are great. Yeah. Uh, let, the, the air between my twos. <laughs> let us know uh, on Twitter at Broken Clock Pods or on Facebook at Broken Clock Pods as well. Um, but like I said, that's going to do it for this week's episode. So once again, my name is Adam. And I'm Joe. And thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.